This is Bernard Hiller, and welcome to the Actor's Guide to Success podcast. I'm an acting coach, I have a school here in Hollywood, and I hold acting masterclasses in over 20 countries around the world. I'm also a producer, screenwriter, and author of the acting and success book, Stop Acting, Start Living. We are storytellers, we are people who can actually make a massive difference to other people's lives. You have to be studying as an actor like you were studying to be an Olympic swimmer. I've been teaching actors all over the world for the past 20 years, and I've discovered that there are millions of artists who study their craft but never learn how to succeed in their profession. Don't wait around. Like, make it, you know, I, I just always encourage people to take control. Any chance you can to keep acting, whatever you do, it's going to help. You're going to improve. My mission with this podcast is to inspire you and give you the tools you will need to live the life you always wanted. On this show, we will meet incredible personalities from show business and Academy Award-winning guests who will share their secrets so you can use them on your journey. Ladies and gentlemen, it is exciting for me to bring one of the finest casting directors and also one of the finest human beings. Aww. Yes, you are. You are. Uh, he cast uh, Sex in the City. He was the first. You cast Jennifer Lawrence in Winter's Bone. Yep. You did The Help, which I love that movie, mm. and the Academy Award-winning Best Picture Spotlight. We are going to learn a lot, and we'll have. We're going to let. We're going to find out about his generosity and his kindness. Huh. Put your hands together for Kerry Martin. <laughs> So, Carrie, uh, yes. you have had an illustrious career. You've also, I guess, been in the right place at the right time. Yes, I was very fortunate. Uh, when I started um, casting, I'd been, uh, I majored in theater at the University of Georgia, came out here to act. I w acted and worked in restaurants for about 10 years, and I was offered a six-week internship uh, at Roger Corman's company casting a film. Roger Corman is uh, famous for the 60s and 70s B films. Um, really great guy. And, uh, and uh, the first day at that job, I fell in love with it. It was like everything, if you're a casting director, everything you've ever learned about acting serves you because all I do is deal with actors all day. Not all I do, I deal with lawyers and agents and managers and producers and directors and yeah. But, um, so I've been doing this for 30 years now, and I, I still love it. I, I still love, love it. it yeah. You know what? There Not every day, but almost every day. <laughs> yeah. You know, some days are more difficult. You remind me of, of uh, a famous phrase, which is that there's two most important days of your life. The day you're born, mm -hmm. and the day you know why you were born. And that seems to be what you found. You know, it found me. Yes. I mean, so but you were as open. you said, yes. But you said you, yes. I was completely open, yeah. But you, you, you were open. You said yes to yeah. the opportunity. Well, that's one of the things it sounds like that you have as part of your um, ideas of living is say yes. You know, say yes to things. And uh, it opens doors for you. So Yes. Every time you yeah. say yes and change, there are opportunities. Yeah. Opportun and that was a good word, too. That's a good word. Yeah, because it serves you as well. Right. Um, but yes is. is you have a to good know. Have, just ask your heart. Your heart will tell you when yeah. to say yes. Yeah. Trust your gut feelings. Is that works. Uh, 
You've been in this industry and you're so respected by so many people. I told people you were coming here and they were very excited. Oh, mm -hmm. Yes, all, a lot of the agents that I know. Uh, could you give these wonderful actors, we've, we have for the first time 20 countries represented here. Which amazing. Is, which is an amazing <laughs> thing. Let's hear it for all of you. Yeah. Yeah. The reason the countries are so important to me, we always do, is because I feel like I want to make the world better through art. Yep. Through acting is the way we connect each other. And there's different people here, different religions, this, that, everybody's, but it actually serves the same purpose. Yep. That I think artists have a responsibility to make the world better with their art by sharing it and giving it to others as I well. I agree. Uh, tell us a little three piece of advice that you would give an actor who's in, um, I would say, in Los Angeles for the first time. What would you, what piece, three piece of advice would you give them? Oh, geez. Um, I mean, being in Los Angeles is different than a lot of places, obviously, because it's a, a Automobile city, um, but I think you know getting here is you, you've made a brave choice to come here and a, a choice for advancing your career because this is really the center of the film business. Even though now we're working globally, which is great because it makes my job more interesting. But there is more work here, um, so you've all made brave choices. I think. Being true to yourself is important. Um, I have people that come in and do a great generic American accent. There's so many American accents that you can't imagine what someone's looking for necessarily if you have an American accent. So be true to yourself. You know, find when people come in and audition and and uh, they're working on the character. I think in your own voice, in your own head, it's more interesting to find what you think about the character's journey is as opposed to hearing a good American accent um, because that'll come later with a dialect coach, with somebody, if you're doing the help, it's a southern accent, you know? Right. Um, so that's not an American. We did a movie um, years ago called um, uh, House of Mirth, and it was set at the turn of the century in New York. And this British guy came in and did his New York American accent, which was just like this. You know, he was doing the Sopranos, which was the wrong American accent, even though it was a, it was New York and it was American, yeah, but, but completely different. Yeah. Um, so, you know, his his characterization of an Upper East Side wealthy person at the turn of the century was a lot different than what the director was looking for. So, so. So explore the explore the character in your own voice, you know, because that's what's going to be what is the next thing, which is what you seem to be teaching is finding something authentic about your expression of the person that you're trying to be. Um, if it's authentic, then it it's interesting and it's different than just reading lines. So those two things I think are important to to do and then, you know, just to do your homework, you know. There's a lot of uh, information on the internet. So if you're coming in for someone who's a ambulance driver, look it up and see what they do, you know, because it's different than just driving and it gives you layers of what this person's life is. Um, it's more history. We talk about that in acting as well, is creating history. I remember one time I was playing emergency doctor, so mm -hmm. I went into the hospital. I said, hey, can I just be here? 
They said, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you, because you, unless you learn it and do it, you're just doing a superficial uh, representation of the role. Yeah, anybody can read lines. My yeah. mother can read lines. She's yeah. not an actress. And also, can, <laughs> she also can memorize lines, right? Yeah. And she speaks English. Yeah, that's not a, that's not that's not a criteria, right? <laughs> no. No, because we have 300 million well, Americans. Well, it's like you're saying, you know, yeah. you're an artist. Right, that's different. You know. There's something, but you treat yourself as an artist. Uh, tell us a little bit about um, what is it that you're looking for when an actor walks into the room? Just somebody that's connected to the material, somebody that's excited to show me what they have to offer. Um, if you're not excited about something, either figure out how to get yourself excited or don't do it, you know, because we're storytellers, you know, we're all storytellers and there's, you know, parts of every story that have to be there. There's the one-line parts that have right. to actually be there and if you're excited to be a part of the story. To being excited, you know, I mean, being then, thrilled. Yeah, you have to be. If you're not, then... Well, that's right. But also connected to yeah. the story, understanding yeah. what this is about yeah. and what part you serve in the story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, because if it doesn't move the story along, it's going to end up on the cutting room floor. What are some of the things that you have witnessed, things that actors should not do? Is there some of these, uh, can you give us like don'ts? The only thing I don't appreciate is when someone hasn't um, prepared, and if they don't have time to prepare, I don't need that excuse, you know, or I just got this, or I, ha- you know, I haven't said it out loud yet. It's like, well, that's your problem, not mine, and it shouldn't have become my problem because some other actor could have come in and used this time. Right. You know, so do your homework, do your preparation, and uh, show up ready and excited. Because if you don't, then you're not going to make an impression, you know, and you're not going to serve yourself. You should leave an audition, instead of going, I fucked it up, you should leave an audition Mm -hmm. going, I got to act for 10 minutes, and it was great, and I had a great time, and I got to show what I have, and whether it works or it didn't work for this story, I got to do my art. Right, you know, and I can see that in actors. Well, that's you know, what we t- actually that's what, that's what we teach here. Yeah, we talk about not getting the job. Go enjoy love, loving yeah. acting. Yeah, and that you have an opportunity to act, and that's all you're thinking about. Yep, because only one person is getting the job. Yeah, and you're <laughs> you not know. in charge of who gets hired. No, you're not. But you are in charge of your performance. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have so many actors now from so around the world. How has it changed? Have you noticed? Uh, that we're looking for actors now from different places. Mm-hmm. That wasn't so. That wasn't so uh, apparent. Well, it was not previously. as easy when I first started because yeah. it was um, more time-consuming to even set up auditions. Uh, now it's really quick. You know, it's all on the internet. Mm-hmm. All the submissions are made on the internet. Um, the, we can watch tapes from all over the world. It doesn't take two days to get them by sending them through customs. Um, self tapes are important. You need to learn how to do a good self tape. Tell us about what is, a, what, what is a good self-tape? Can good self-tape is one I can see and hear and something that, you know, is alive. Do you want it to look into the camera, to the side of the camera? How do you like it when for, this, for the uh, Ooh, That's active? a good question. Um, I, I mean, get a good reader <laughs> if you can. And, um, but where should the actor look, what would you like to say? On the side? Uh, probably like if I were talking to you. Adrian, right there. Mm-hmm. Then I would be looking at you, and or the reader or whomever. But yeah. you know, close enough to the camera yeah. so that you're not in profile the whole time. No, I'm, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you've been uh, in the industry, but also, so, I'm sorry to Go continue. Right. Right. Um, don't let it be distracting. Right. We had 
I was working on Charlie Says with Mary Heron, and I've done all of her movies with her. And we got a self-tape that somebody had done in their kitchen in London. And, you know, it's like, oh, there's a really cool coffee maker, and there's like, you know. <laughs> so it's like, you, you don't want to keep your, you need to have the focus on you. You know what, you know, I talk about that too, that your dress should not be more interesting than you. Yeah. And you have, you know, like earrings. I go, look at that earring. You know, don't give them something to look at. They will look at that. Yeah. Because yeah. they go, like, that's a great coffee cup. I don't yeah. know the performance, yeah, but, man, yeah. we need to get the yeah. coffee cup. So make sure, make sure your self-tape is focused on you and the character <laughs> and the content of the work. Because um, that's what we're looking at. It shouldn't be something of else. Course. You know. How important is energy for you in terms of when you meet someone or even... Uh, how do you think, how important do you think energy you know, is in You know, each role is different because, uh, you know, I mean, sometimes, you know, if you're, if you're doing something that's really emotionally connected and you have to do that work, you know, when you walk in the room, your energy should be focused on that. Right, you know? right, right, of course. Um, so it's, it's just for, for each role you figure out what it, what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you should be alive, you know, you should be, I mean excited about what you're doing, like we said earlier, you shouldn't be laid back and kind of, you know, and, and you know, that's a protective device, of course, to, of course, it's to keep a, yourself, like, you know, you're like, whatever, right. it's like, no big yeah. deal, yeah. it's no big deal, get somebody else, but it is a big deal, yeah. it is a big deal, you yeah. want to make it a big deal in a very positive way, yeah, uh, how, how do you think, uh, what, what piece of advice do you give them as actors in terms of their personal life, do you think they should have a rich life, they should have a full life, what, we talk a lot about that. You know, I, it depends on what kind of person you are. I mean, I like to read, so I read a lot. And from that, I, you know, get a lot of stories in my head and, you know, family dynamics or human dynamics and all that stuff. A lot of people like to hike or exercise. I mean, it's your own lifestyle, so yeah. I don't know. I mean, you should be interested in your own life. Right. You know? should they, should, I mean, because I talk about that they should be going to museums and exploring and really living the life, yeah. to live a life. It, it helps, to, live to, exa- it helps life. to expand your awareness. And I think one of the things that you seem to be teaching is being aware of the world around you, aware of the people in your life, and aware of yourself as a person. Yeah. And when you're connected to yourself, whether you're doing, you know, um, Therapy every week, or whether yeah. you're, you know, checking in, you know, and doing, you know, meditation or chanting, or right. you know, it's your own path, and you choose. There's plenty of paths to choose throughout your life, of course, um, and uh, you know, acting classes are important because it keeps your instrument um, uh, tuned up. You wouldn't want to drive a car that you didn't take to a mechanic, and an acting teacher is somebody that keeps you tuned up. So. Right. Um, or acting schools, or doing plays, or getting together and reading with other actors, you know. Mm-hmm. It's important to, if this is who you are and this is the profession you want to be in, be that person, be an actor. Do that all the time, you know, be, have it be your life. And be interested in other people that are artists, whether it's painters or writers or, you know, directors or, you know, engineers. You know, they well, have their all own. all artists affect each other, so yeah, it's important for you to see uh, films, TV shows, museums, ballets, operas, they all affect one another, and, and mm-hmm. so it gives you ideas. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, things are changing so quickly right now, and there's so many platforms, so there's a lot of, a lot of um, ideas to play around with uh, right now as far as um, what acting is, what, what storytelling is, what, um, what the changes in um, 
how they shoot things are. I mean, you you need to be aware of that kind of like uh, the 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 process of filmmaking at this point, you know, because it's not just sitting on a stage and saying lines anymore. Right. Yeah. I think the more you know about the process, the mm -hmm. better you feel part, what part you're yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah. What are some of the ways that someone is trying to get, if they're trying to get hold of you, what are some of the ways that actors can contact you or is it through agents only? How is it someone can reach you? Um, I mean, mostly it's agents and managers, yes. of course, because that's, I mean, that's their job. Right. Um, I also go see, in, especially in New York, I see theater um, when I'm there and uh, find new actors doing that. I watch um, a lot of film, a lot of television. I go to, when friends do plays out here, I go see them, you know, but I don't necessarily go to a lot of theater out here, although it's gotten better in the last few years. Yeah, um, it's gotten better. Yeah. The Annenberg is good. I go there a lot. I go to the Geffen finally now because I've got a good artistic director. Um, and like I said, when friends are in plays, I go. Uh, the Fringe Festival here has actually gotten really good in the last couple of years. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of material there, but it's a lot of fun. Um, and then, you know, meeting people in a situation like this, which is rare for me. <laughs> I know, I know. He does, it's not something that he does. So, yeah, so. Uh, we are very honored of your presence yeah. being here. But, um, you know, just meeting new people. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of people out there. Yeah, there are a lot of people out mm -hmm. there. So. Uh, I want to ask you, what is the best piece of advice anybody ever gave you? Me? Yeah, just you. What keeps Carrie running, do you think? What, what, what drives you? Huh. I, you know, I, I, I don't know if it's advice or not, but I had a grandmother that was a very kind human being, and she, um, one of her, her kind of mottos was, I've never met a stranger. So just being open to meeting new people and, and being kind to them and, and, you know, enjoying the fact that we're all alive. So I think that that's what keeps me going is like well, I can knowing see, people. You know? Well, I can tell your grandmother must be very proud of you because the great. first thing I know, she, because the when I first met you, you were very kind and oh. you've always been very kind mm. whenever you meet anybody. Not always. Uh, well, well, <laughs> if somebody pisses me off, it's it. <laughs> well, no, yes, but I, 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 so that's a whole different story, I think we yeah. met you. I think I met you in Spotlight. It was actually the oh, night. really? That's right, AFI. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Huh. I think we were. Oh, we were a couple of us went to see the screening. Yeah. And then we met you, and I said, "That guy, we want to get to know you." It's a good show. Yeah. <laughs> it's, good, it's, good, it's a good movie. Uh, it yeah. is a very, very good movie. Tell us a little bit about what is it like to, uh, you know, you did Sex in the City. Yep. Which, is, of course, everybody loves that. Let's hear it for that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it must be popular. Women, women love that. Women love that show, yeah. Sex in the City. is like... We didn't know if it was going to work when we started on it. It's like, this could be good, but it certainly changed how single women operate in, outside in the world. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. A huge it's impact. Just, a huge yeah. impact. It did. A huge impact. Tell us a little bit about what was it like about uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Winter's Bone. Um, that is that is her first role, and yep. how did that come to be? It was um, it was a great script and uh, beautifully written, and about a world that you know has affected America. You know this whole you know world of drugs that has sort of swathed across America was horrible, um, and. Uh, when I read it, I thought, I don't know if anybody's ever going to see this movie, but it sure is beautiful. I was wrong, thankfully. <laughs> um, and I called 
an agent that I really like and whose talent I respect. I, I like her taste in actors. And, um, and I said, I want to see these two girls you have. And she said, well, I just signed this new girl. She's only done like a four-episode arc on a TV show. Can you see her? And it's like, of course. And then she came in and... Uh, what was she like? She's great. And I called Paul, my business partner, Paul Snay, um, and Deborah Granick, the director, was in New York. And I said, show this tape to Deborah tomorrow morning because I think we just found her. Um, wow. And uh, she was young. it was difficult she was because she was very young. She was 18. And um, it's a difficult story to tackle because it's set in a very disenfranchised um, community and a very uneducated community and people that don't have the facility to even like, take care of themselves. And so to drop actors in from New York and L.A. to this, you know, area of the United States, it's like if we get it wrong, it's going to be awful, you know, because they don't even have a Walmart to shop at. Right. You know, they don't have enough food to eat and so forth. And so, so that was one of the main things that we were focused on and concerned about um, in telling that story. And, uh, and when we started the auditions, it's actors I knew a lot, um, but... Like Dale Dickey was known for mostly doing comedy, and she's the matriarch of the family. This, you know, the really horrible person. Um, and uh, and John Hawks, I knew and loved from Deadwood and some other things. Yeah, yeah, John you Hawks, know, yeah, he's he's wonderful actor. That, yeah, um, Cheryl Lee was from um, Twin Peaks. You know, so it was a lot of uh, actors I knew that really kind of knew how to dig deep into those characters and stay authentic in them as opposed to, I'm going to play this character. They were the character. Yeah, they, they really they got there. Well, acting is finding yourself in the character, not becoming a character, yeah. but actually finding yeah, yourself. Yeah, finding the reality finding of that yourself, person's that being life. Being you, yeah, yeah. That life, living a life. And what you have to offer that's to right. tell it. Yeah, and through your yeah. vehicle. That's why we yeah. actors need to know themselves emotionally mm -hmm. and who they are uh, because we're the instruments. Yep. Or if you're a dancer, you need to know your feet really, really well. Mm -hmm. And if you're a musician, you that violin, they know everything about that violin. Yep. But we are the instrument. Yep. That's so true. It's, it's learning that. Uh, how, what do you think? Uh, you mentioned before that there's more opportunities now than ever before for actors to be working, right? Yep. With all the different platforms. How is that affecting you in somehow? I, well, it, it's. Um there's a lot more work for us too, and but it's also it's easier to do a lot more work now because everything's digital. So you know, I can go on the breakdown and go through the breakdowns that we get for each project and do it in a short amount of time. Whereas it used to take a week to just go through all the submissions because they were hard copies and you had to file them and then you had to pull out the you know letters and everything. So now it's just simplified. Simplified. And um, but there's also. Mostly I've done film up until the last few years, and uh, you concentrate on, you know, this 90-minute to two-hour project mm -hmm. with the director and the producers, and it's very concentrated. Um, now we're doing short form. Um, we're doing a show called Bonding for Netflix, which is on its second season, and it's short form. Um, we did a show for Facebook called the... Um, um, it's it's from Crypt TV and it's um it's uh shoot I just forgot the title of it, um, but it's a uh, short form as well. Uh, we just did a project with Mary Heron for Quibi, which is done in chapters and you right, only, you only watch a, it on your phone. 
You can only watch it on your phone, mm -hmm. right? Is, who's that? Is that Dick? It's Jeffrey Katzenberg. Yeah, Jeffrey Katzenberg, which is and, uh, the biggest in the world. Jim Toth, who used to be an agent at CAA, is now the development person there. Great guy. Um, Mary DeReese Witherspoon. But, um, but, but they're doing Mary's piece is a genre piece, and, it's, um, and I think most of their stuff is. And so for the first year, you watch it on your phone. They have two cameras. If you watch it this way, you get one point of view. And then if you watch it this way, you get other stuff. So it's really fascinating because the one we did is about a woman who wakes up in the woods naked and her boyfriend finds her and, and uh, they had a crazy night. And then she ends up pregnant. And in this version, you think she's a crazy pregnant girl. In this version, you realize that she's having visions of having probably had sex with an alien. And you see these alien things. So it's a really, it's a new, a new cool way to like wow. for storytelling, you know. So we'll see what happens, huh? It's uh, this one's called um, uh, Emma right now. I don't know if they'll change the name. Uh huh. But um, but it's uh, it's it'll it'll be showing on your phone. <laughs> it's called Emma. At, yeah, Emma. Okay, um, we're done. But I don't know if um, <laughs> a lot of Emma's here. I'm assuming that it's a subscription service. Is that is that and that's going to be on what platform is it? Quibi. 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 Yeah. Okay, so look it up. Mm -hmm. I've never, I didn't even know about Quibi. Yeah. Every day there's something. So there's new. like yeah, every day there's every day new something platforms. new. Everybody's there's Apple TV. There's like you know. So everything. we did um, we did a film a year a little over a year ago with Tom McCarthy who directed Spotlight um, for Disney. And then they pulled the plug on it. And then a few months later, they said, okay, we're back up with Timmy Failure. And I said, okay, what happened? They said, well, we pulled the plug because we're going to use it as our launch for our streaming network. Mm. So then we had to start over because it was a 10-year-old kid. And the kid was too old by the time we started again. So, <laughs> so, but, uh, so the, all the platforms are changing. You know, and Disney pulled all of their content from Netflix, so Netflix now has a family division. Um, Things are getting better and better. Being an actor, it's always getting better. If you want to act, there's so many opportunities. Yeah. And you can also create your own content. Yeah, you can. Yeah. We did, um, uh, <laughs> these kids in New York were doing this thing called High Times, and, or High Maintenance, or whatever it's called. And uh, they were shooting in our office because they were just making this thing for YouTube. And then it got bought by either Showtime or HBO. It's about a drug guy that sells drugs in New York. On you know, and it's like, and he just kept doing it until all of a sudden somebody he got picked it. up. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, when you put something out there, something can happen. Yeah. I talk a lot about that. You need to create your own content all the time. Everyone here needs to create their own ideas. You never know, and or get or get part of somebody else. Yeah. You never yeah. know. And it doesn't cost that much. I mean, no, but it is, you know, it's one of, it's a, a, it's a calling card. I mean, not everybody's a writer. No, but you can but find somebody who is. Yeah, you can <laughs> partner with somebody that knows how to do whatever, so. And, uh, yeah, but it's, uh, everything's opened up, which is great. Uh, you've been nominated for 19 awards, I read. Really? Not yet, sure. <laughs> See, that's... What was it like to win the to be a casting director of the Academy Award-winning film Spotlight? What did that feel for you? It was pretty great. I mean, I've worked with Tom on all of his projects, um, starting with um, the Station Agent, 
And uh, that's a great movie too. It's a fun movie. It's really great. And then we did The Visitor, and then Win Win, and then Spotlight. He also directed the pilot of Thirteen Reasons Why, which we worked on. Um, we just did Timmy Failure, um, and he also just finished shooting a film last week uh, with Matt Damon. And we shot mostly in Marseille, France, so a lot of French actors and um, uh, Middle Eastern actors, and uh, and then two weeks in Oklahoma. <laughs> so big, diverse worlds. Wow, Oklahoma. Um, that's, 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 uh, but Spotlight was great, and um, putting it together was a lot of fun. Um, Tom is one of the most meticulous directors I work with. Tell me about him. A little and uh, he's just very. I, I, I guess some people would call him a perfectionist, yes. um, but I don't know if that's the exact right term because he's just so interested in getting everything. Just the word, just right. Just right, but also he doesn't. He's not locked into any one thing. You know, he's mm -hmm. way. You know, he's so. So that was fun, and then when we were at the um, the premiere in Toronto a few years back, the reporters that were actual the the actual reporters were there that Tom, that Paul and I had never met, and to a person like the actors were on stage, the reporters were on stage, just like wow, if we'd had pictures of them, we would have actually cast these actors. Wow! You know? But we were just looking for people that actually filled those lives up and. But Spotlight, for those really of you who, who's not seen Spotlight, if you haven't seen that movie, it's an incredible film. It's a great film, yeah. And it talks about uh, the the scandal that was it's, at the Boston... I had a lot of people say they didn't want to see it because it's about pedophilia, which is, you know, it is, but it's more like a detective story. Yes. Because you never see any child abuse or anything. You see yeah. the aftermath of it in yeah. some of these damaged human beings. Yeah, yeah. what's but, happening um, with the But it's these, these uh, reporters that kept digging deeper and deeper and deeper into this story and then broke it open. The importance of storytelling and the importance of telling artistic or being artistic is, is getting these stories out that because most of these people that we talk to and most of the characters, and the characters are all based on real people, most of these people were living in shame and didn't want to talk about it. And this one man who started the, um, the uh, organization that were, was a self-help group similar to AA, um, you know, was saying, you know, you have to get rid of the shame that, that was put upon us because... Because these things have happened to you, yeah. yeah. Very sad. And so... And so I think it helped, and you know, the Catholic Church has certainly had to address it more so than just covering it up, which, right. is, which is what a lot of the story is about, is how much the Catholic Church had covered it up over and over and over again for years and years yeah. and years, and it's, now they can't. So they have to address it, and they have to, you know, acknowledge that they have, you know, supported people in their organization that have damaged people's lives for centuries. You know, which is pretty horrifying. Horrifying. No. Yeah. But I think that films and theater really can make an impact on society. Yeah. And films like that definitely brings it to life versus reading about it. Yeah. Uh, you, you feel empathy for the characters. You understand it more. Yeah. You know, it's not something I, I really understood what was going on. Yeah. And most Catholics aren't abused. You know, most Catholics aren't even, you know, even, I mean, all the reporters were Catholic. They were from Boston. They were Catholic. And it's like, you know, none of them had actually had to face those issues, you know, themselves. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not like, you know, the Catholic Church is all pedophiles, you know. No. So, 
Um, but it is a problem in their organization. <laughs> Not all, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, so. uh, the idea is that um, I want to thank you so much for being here because you really enlighten us about sort of what goes on. Uh, what are some of the things that people don't know of casting directors? What are some of the, the myths people have about a job like yours? What do they think you do? You know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, that... A lot of people think that the casting director is not your on your side. Right. But I, I'm, most of the casting directors I know that are my colleagues are, you know, definitely on the actor's side. I love actors. You know, I think most of the people I know do that are in this business. I think in, you know, in another era there were, you know, the kind of gatekeeper and, you know, didn't like actors necessarily, but I think that's changed a lot. Yeah. Um, and uh, knowing knowing most of what actors go through, I think we're sympathetic to it. Mm -hmm. um, we want, I want, you know, you to come in and solve my problem of, you know, casting a role. And so I'm hoping that, you know, I can get you to a point where somebody's going to say, oh, yeah, I think I want to see them. And then, you know, it, it's kind of, you know, a, a journey. Um, Jennifer came in. Lawrence came in for Deborah at least four times before we actually ended up casting her. You know, I put her on tape, and then we showed the tape, and then Deborah came out to L.A. and worked with her again, and then a couple other times. Same thing with um. And some people weren't sure about her. Is that true? They yeah, were. well, she wasn't a name. Right. You know, so producers always want some sort of guarantee. Somebody was, yeah, yeah, there was you know, a... Um, now she's the highest paid actress in the business, but... Um, <laughs> but uh, same thing with Hilary Swank. She came in four or five times before Kimberly finally signed off on her for Boys Don't Cry. Boys Don't Cry. Wow, that's another yeah. great film. Yeah. That's incredible. So, um, also, you know, important storytelling, you know. And one of those films where it's like... Don't know if anybody's going to be interested in this film, but it's a great story. Oh, it's And great. it's a true story, and it's horrifying. Yeah. Um, and it had a huge impact on storytelling in our film business, you know. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, was ahead of its time in the current climate that we're in because um, transgender is a big thing now. And, yeah. And, um, you know, that back then was something that nobody even talked about. Right, you know? right, right. So. Well, we have we have opportunities to uh, say things that other people would never say because we're actors. So we're on the front lines, and there's there's a film by Mark Ruffalo right now called mm -hmm. Dark, Dark Waters, Dark yeah. Waters, which is about uh, the pollution from Dupont mm -hmm. on the waters, which I have not seen. But it was his mission to do that film. It's a great film. He he wanted yeah. to. You've seen all mm -hmm. the films, I guess you have. Not seen. all of them yet. Which which are some of the performances that you like so far from from the acting? Inside. Well, Joaquin was pretty great. Well, I mean, <laughs> and the Joker. I um, talked everybody to see him. The, uh, the Joker is unbelievable. It's an unbelievable performance. Unbelievable. And it's a wonderful filmmaking, too, because he's taking a lot of risk. You know, Whether you like the story, whether you like the comic book type stuff is you know, not the main focus of this film to me because his performance is so good. Um, and the filmmaking itself is, is interesting because, like with this Quibi thing, um, you're going through this film and you're watching him have, with this relationship with this girl and then suddenly it's like, oh, that was his whole fantasy. Yes. I have to now rethink them. Yeah. If, I hope I didn't spoil it for anyone. Well, that hasn't seen it. well um, thanks, I didn't see it. Man, no, I, I didn't go. see it, thanks a lot. Um, <laughs> Cynthia Erivo in Harriet. 
Unbelievable performance. Oh, my God. Unbelievable so as well. That's really beautiful. good performance. But and Harriet Tubman. Again, Casey Lemons made an epic film. I haven't seen a film shot like that in years. It's one of those old-fashioned, like, panoramic, epic, beautifully yeah. shot films. It's and Casey def- did a great job with all the actors. Unbelievable. Yep. Um, I thought... Marriage Story was really well done. I have not seen that one. I've heard yeah. that's supposed to be very good. It's funny, and then in like a second, it's tense and uncomfortable. Mm. And, and that's what we want with films yeah. and acting, that we never know what's going to happen next. Yeah. But all I know is I know what's going to happen next. I, we spend a little more time with the one and the only. Put your hands together for Carrie Barden! Yeah. 